Welcome to Beyond the Body, a podcast for women who aren't afraid to dive deep into who they are, embrace discomfort, and level up their mind, body, and life. I'm your host, Christina Slater. If you've ever struggled with body image, self-worth, or knowing how to take your fitness to the next level, you have come to the right place. We go deeper than just the latest fad diet or trending workout to provide you with the mindset tools to transform your body, upgrade your mind, and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we're going to be talking about stress, overwhelm, self-integrity, and what to do when you feel so overwhelmed that you don't know what to do anymore. And with that opening statement, I'm pretty sure most of you resonated with it because there has just been continuous stress and overwhelm in the world over the last couple of years. And I think everyone has felt that or seen that reflecting in their life in at least one way or more. So today, before we get into it, I just want to let you know, you are not alone. Even the people who appear to really have everything put together, we are all feeling it. I know I definitely have. And although I am going to give you some tough love in this episode, my intention is to truly provide you with some strategies to help you manage your overwhelm. So here's my question. Have you ever caught yourself not doing what you told yourself you will do. Like you have the best intentions to truly get your workout done, but then it just doesn't happen because you have so much on the go. Or maybe it's not skipping a workout, but maybe it's falling behind on your meal prep or continuously snacking on junk food despite telling yourself that you're going to stop. And more importantly, how many of you have literally just felt like you cannot keep up with life sometimes? Between like family, relationships, work, friendships, fitness, nutrition, housework. If you have a social life, you can add that in there too. Like there's always so much stuff on the go and so much stuff that we have to manage. But if you are here listening to this podcast, that tells me that you you want more from yourself. Obviously, you're interested in fitness and personal development or else you wouldn't be here. So I'm going to give you some advice and some strategies that you can implement to not only improve your time management, but your self-management. Because if you you continue to put things off that you say you are going to do, you are continuing to damage your integrity. And there will come a point where your integrity is so damaged that setting a goal will literally feel meaningless because you just don't do anything that you say you are going to do. And here's the thing. Sure, I could tell you to work harder and that you're full of excuses and that you just need to get it done. And although that could very well be true, and more than likely it is true to a point, sometimes working harder, strictly working harder, will take you backwards because the overwhelm gets so high that you will completely shut down. And I'm sure some of you have been in that situation before. Working harder and still not getting everything done, it makes us feel like a complete failure because now not only are we not getting the stuff done that we told ourselves we would do, but we are also completely drained of energy, mental energy and physical energy. 
And if you've been listening to this podcast, you will know that how you see yourself is everything. So if you're continuously going through life in a state of perceived failure, that is going to be your default setting when you approach anything, especially something new. And if right now your overwhelm bucket is 9 out of 10 full, it is soon going to break or it's going to spill over. So that's why we need to recognize where where we are with stress and what is causing that stress in our life. So then we can implement those strategies to begin to find ways to empty out that bucket. So don't try to kick stress or overwhelm in the ass because more than likely, again, you will lose. Sometimes you need to take a step back in order to propel yourself two steps forward or three steps forward. And you can apply that statement to more than just time management, but to to nutrition, to training, and to most things in life. But it's also really important to identify where you are actually struggling so you know what, what you need to work on. And then you can identify what kind of healthy habits you need to cultivate and what kind of unhealthy habits you need to break. Because we cannot always control, we can rarely control what's happening around us, but you can always control what is happening within you. And that's why understanding that to effectively manage our time, you need to realize that time itself cannot be managed. Time cannot be increased. Time cannot be changed in any way, no matter what you do. We all have those 24 hours every single day, but what we can change and what we can improve is ourselves. Have you ever said, I don't have enough time to get something done? Have you ever said that? Because it's not necessarily the amount of time that you have that's important. It's how effectively you can use that time. True time management is simply management of self. So I'm going to give you some tips and some tools to help you ensure that you start to transition away from that feeling of failure and start building back that integrity within yourself. So the first tip is to figure out when, like what time of the day do you work most effectively and efficiently and schedule in the tasks that require the most brain energy, the most energy from you into that time period. So for me, I do my best work between probably like 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. So that's always the time where I schedule in my projects that require the most focus and the most brain power and the most energy from me. Because I'm not necessarily a morning person. So generally in the morning, I still feel a little bit sleepy. So I don't, I wouldn't say my brain is 100% in the morning. And in the evening, although I am more of like a night person, I don't find I do my best work because I'm, I've already gone through the day and I've witnessed all of that overwhelm that we're talking about. So I find for myself my best time of day to get the tasks done that take the most energy and the most brain power for me is between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. So figure out that time period for you and schedule your tasks accordingly. The next tip is to establish your priorities. So separate what you need to get done from what you want to get done. 
So for myself, I have a list of daily must-dos that I complete every single day. So actually, I have daily must-dos for every day, and then I have daily must-dos for each day of the week because on certain days, I have different tasks that I need to do. Like for example, for me, I run a coaching business. So Sundays, I have client check-ins. So that's like a must-do, like an absolute priority on Sundays, whereas on Wednesdays, I I don't do any client check-ins. So whatever works with your life, make sure you have those daily must-dos scheduled in for every single day, the things that are the top priority that you absolutely have to get done. And then instead of just having a massive to-do list that you never are going to get through, then have the the tasks that you want to get done. So those are the things that you'd you'd really like to do them, but you can also move them to another day or another time period, or maybe you could even allocate them to another person. And that way, every single day, you're still getting your must-do tasks completed. And those must-do tasks are the tasks that are really going to push the needle forward in your life. The next tip, especially this one applies if you are a parent, is to allow more time than you think you will need for your tasks. This makes your schedule more flexible and it allows and accounts for unexpected events. So before I had stepkids, I scheduled my tasks very, very close together because it was just me. Like I was single, I had no kids, I had no partner. And I would just like, go, 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 go. I needed no time in between anything. Looking back, I I do think that I should have probably scheduled just some like time for my brain to reset, um, which I do now. Just that like buffer period to recoup your energy. But now, especially you'll know this if you have kids. And it's funny because when I first started kind of stepping into that role, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll leave in five minutes. No big deal. And then like 20 minutes later, we're still looking for shoes. So... <laughs> absolutely schedule your tasks for longer than you think it's going to take, especially if you have a family or if any of those tasks involve your children, because it's highly likely that as soon as you get dressed in Fort Mac with all your snow clothes on to go out the door, someone's going to need to take a poop. So (laughs) schedule in extra time. Next tip, And this one is a game changer. This one is a game changer. If you only take this piece of advice, and this is the one that you're you're realistically probably not going to take, but if I could pick one thing for every single person to do after they listen to this episode, it would be this. All of my clients do this. They do a variation of this. And it is a game changer. Is create a five-minute morning routine for yourself. A five-minute morning routine that you can do every single day without failure something that is going to get your mind into a peak state. Because how many of you listening right now have woken up and immediately you check your emails, immediately you go check on your kids, immediately you're in that reactive state of the day and you're already feeling that overwhelm the minute your eyes open. So find a five-minute routine, even as short as a two-minute routine, something you can do every single day to ground yourself, to focus yourself, and to bring that proactive energy into your mind and into your body. And again, this doesn't have to be a complex one-hour episode of doing yoga and meditating. It literally only has to be two to five minutes. And if you can start your day with two to five minutes of discipline, you're going to be ready to take on the day. But if you start your day with five minutes of 
overwhelm of news, of social media, of emails, of checking in on your family and noticing that someone's sick, your day is already in a state of overwhelm. And the reason I say two to five minutes is because that's something that you can commit to long term. If I told you to like start a 35 minute morning routine, maybe one person out of like 100 is actually going to implement that into their life. And it's probably someone who doesn't really even need it. Because if you have time to do a 35 minute routine in the morning, you're probably not that overwhelmed. So if you are a person who finds yourself constantly in that state of overwhelm, I highly recommend implementing a five-minute morning routine. And this can be anything that resonates with you, anything from journaling to affirmations to gratitude to stretching, meditation, moving your body, talking to yourself, like just anything that resonates with you to really bring your mind into that peak state to take on the day. The next tip kind of connects with this one, but it's to stay off your phone for ideally the first 30 minutes of the day. If the first 30 minutes isn't realistic for you, then stay off your phone for as long as is realistically achievable for you, even if it's five to 10 minutes, as long as it's not the very first thing that you are doing. The next tip kind of ties into one of our previous tips about making a must-do and a to-do list or a must-do and a a would-like-to-do list. And this is make a list of everything that you have to do tomorrow each evening. So what this does is kind of prevent that unexpected, oh shit, I forgot about doing this tomorrow. Oh, I forgot to do this. I forgot to do that. So if you already know the must-dos for tomorrow, today, write those down so you are prepared. And if you're implementing the tip about scheduling in extra time, there should be no issue if something crazy does pop up and you need to readjust your schedule. Because if you're like me, and I don't think most people are quite like this, but what used to trigger me, and I've actually got, I've improved a lot about this, but if one little task didn't go the way that I was expecting it to go, or if I forgot about something, or something literally took 10 minutes longer than what was allocated into my schedule, I would be like super pissed off. It would wreck my whole day if something went out of order. Like if I was planning on going to the gym, doing this, doing that, and like the second last thing happened before it should have, my day would be ruined. (laughs) So giving that extra time and being prepared for the next day really is a game changer. The next tip is to divide large or overwhelming projects or tasks into smaller chunks and go at them one at a time. I know this one might sound kind of straightforward, but a lot of the time we avoid doing things because of how big the task seems. And you could even apply this to your workouts. Like if you don't have time to work out for an hour, just do a 15 minute workout. Because if you can get in five 15 minute workouts in a week, you're going to have worked out for 75 minutes as opposed to not doing any workouts because you don't have a full hour to devote at one time to doing your training. And I know it sounds silly again, but what I've been using this for is doing laundry. So right now, this week, just for example, I'm doing my laundry. I'm doing my boyfriend's laundry. I'm doing the two boys' laundry. I actually don't mind doing laundry, but I think most people hate it. I'm like more of a I don't like cooking person. 
So I honestly don't mind doing the laundry. But when you have that many people's laundries to do, and I'm sure some of you guys have way more than that, it's a lot of laundry. (laughs) So I fold like a third of each set of laundry each night. And then by the end of the week, all of the laundry is folded and put away. And I mean, that doesn't change the fact that, I mean, by the time it's put away, it's getting dirty again, but it becomes less, way less overwhelming and it still gets done. All right. So next tip is schedule time to relax and recharge and refill your own cup. Because again, and if you're my client, I hopefully will have like ingrained this into your brain, but you are truly no good to anyone else if your cup is empty. If you are spending all of your energy helping other people, you are going to be a completely shitty version of yourself. And when you start filling up your cup, when you start prioritizing your health and your fitness and your goals, you become that next level version of you. And that's going to translate into everything. You're going to be better for your family. You're going to be better at managing your time. You're going to be a happier person and you're going to feel better about yourself. So scheduling in time for you, whatever that looks like, maybe it is getting a workout in. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's going hunting if that's your thing. Maybe it's going to the spa. Maybe it's getting a facial, getting your nails done, going tanning, going for a hike, whatever that looks like. Make sure you have time for something that makes you happy just because, just because you like it. And honestly, like this is probably the thing that I've struggled with the most and I'm still struggling with the most. And I'm sure a lot of you will relate to this, maybe not exactly in the sense that that I'm struggling with it, but I have a hard time in the last couple of years, like disconnecting myself from my business because like Cut and Conquer is such a huge part of me, but I'm trying to also figure out like who Christina is outside of my company. And so it's probably likely that you don't run a fitness company, but maybe you're a mom and you are just you just identify so much with the role of being a mother that you maybe feel like you've lost yourself outside of being a mom. Just like you probably love being a mom, just like I love running my business, but I'm also someone separate from that. And so are you. And maybe it could even be in a in a relationship. Even if you're in a very healthy relationship, maybe you just identify so much in that relationship that you've almost forgotten who you are outside of that relationship or just as yourself. So I do think it's really, really important to spend time alone or or even with someone, but spend time just on yourself for for no reason other than because it makes you happy and it brings you joy and it refills your cup and it brings you energy. And if you don't know what that is for you, like you don't know what that action or that thing would be that's going to bring you energy, but also let you recharge at the same time. One that I would recommend is either going outside or doing something that will just disconnect you from technology. So I know in Fort Mac, anyways, like the winter is very, very cold. I honestly go outside the least amount possible. And I'm pretty sure everyone agrees. So in the summertime, absolutely, like go hiking, go biking, go walking, go swimming, go to the beach, go outside, do anything outside because just being in the sun, it's so good for you. 
being in nature is so good for you. I could do a whole podcast on like how important it is for your microbiome to experience different ecosystems, to breathe in the air of different things, ideally not like pollution, (laughs) but in nature and how good it is for anxiety for you to be in nature and be actively looking around. This is a whole total side tangent, but like We are not, as humans, meant to be looking at screens all day. We're actually meant to be looking outside, like looking at lands, um, because we're meant to be looking for predators to like keep ourselves safe. And that can be connected to feelings of anxiety, because if you are someone who has a desk job, someone who looks at a screen all day, looks at your phone all day, you're not getting that like landscape eye movement where your eyes are looking back and forth at an actual landscape. So disconnecting from technology. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big advocate for technology. I do think there's so many amazing things about it. Um, But disconnecting sometimes so that you can just be yourself outside of technology, outside of social media, and outside of the role that you may identify the most with. The next tip is to really know and explore your strengths, your skills, and your weaknesses. Because you can maybe use those strengths in a different way than you thought possible. And maybe those strengths will help you with your time and your self-management. And know your weaknesses as well, because we want to improve our weaknesses. Usually, the areas that we are struggling in are going to be the areas that are going to improve our life the most if we can implement habits to help with it. And, And or potentially, if there is a weakness in your life or in yourself, ask for help. You can either like hire a mentor, hire a coach, or even if it's simply outsourcing a task, delegating a task, or or hiring help, or just asking for help. All of those things will likely improve your life. Um, the next tip is to become mindful of the odd five minutes here and there, or likely more than five minutes here and there where we are kind of mindlessly scrolling our phone, mindlessly checking social media, mindlessly doing these things where there's no productivity happening. Now, again, of course, these situations could be that extra time that you've scheduled into your day. However, I didn't say get rid of them. We just want to become aware. Awareness is key. Awareness is power. Awareness is the way we change anything. So we just want to become aware of how often are we procrastinating things? How often are we doing mindless actions that we're we're just kind of taking for granted? Because a lot of that time will add up to lost time each week, sometimes even each day. So for myself, for example, like I I schedule time in for doing certain things each day because if I just did everything as it happened, I would never have a, a I would never have a minute to do anything else. <laughs> like I schedule time in to check my client messages four times a day or three times a day depending on the day. I schedule time in to check with my coaches three to four times a day. I schedule in time four to five times a day to be in my client group answering various questions. There's many other things that I schedule time in for. But if I didn't schedule that time, I would just be back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, never actually getting anything done and wasting a ton of time. Whereas when I schedule in those blocks of time, I am present and I am doing the task. And as soon as that time period is up, I stop that task and I move on to the next task. All right. So second to last tip, you might not like this one, 
I don't really care. (laughs) My second to last tip is watch less TV. Now, I'm not saying no TV, but personally, I think TV is really close to the biggest waste of time on Earth. Now, I'm going to give you kind of my my two opinions on this. The first one is that I 100% do think TV is a large waste of time, but I don't think it's completely useless. So my biggest year where I had the most growth in everything in my life was by far 2020. And in 2020, I only watched one movie and no shows, none. I watched one movie. I spent, it was the, uh, that movie with the weird, um, what the hell, like that table of food. Was it called like the vault? It's probably something not even like that. And I probably sound stupid where like there was a bunch of people in an experiment in like a tall building and like this table of food would come down. And if you were like at the bottom, you never got any food. And like every month or every week you would switch cells or something like that. I watched that movie. That was the only thing I watched in 2020. And I made so much fucking progress in my business, in my life, in my fitness, in my relationship, in everything. And I think not not the whole reason, but a part of that reason was because I spent almost no time wasted watching fucking Netflix. Now, I'm going to, I'm not going to contradict myself, but I'm going to give you another opinion that I have on it. And that is that, yes, 2020 was like my insane year of growth, but 2021 was my insane year of overwhelm and stress. And if you guys know me or have been following me for a while, you'll probably know I dealt with like a pretty significant injury in 2021 that contributed to a large amount of that overwhelm and stress, mainly because I was in significant pain every single day and I couldn't train for like four months. And then it took me like three months to get my body back into it. And I'm still getting myself back to where I was. So that was probably the biggest reason for it. But I also think that like I busted my ass so fucking hard in 2020 that like my bucket, what I talked about before, my bucket of overwhelm, it just burst. And I had just like so much stress every single day, so much overwhelm. I felt like I was going to lose my fucking mind. And like I I could not disconnect. I couldn't sleep. I was like wired all the time. And I mean, that's that's kind of normal for me. But like it was like magnified by a million <laughs> in 2021. So towards the end, end of 2021 and coming into 2022, I have started watching TV. And for me, I actually like I hate watching TV, to be completely honest. There's really no shows that I'm that interested in. But I just use it as a way to turn my brain off because otherwise I'm on overdrive all the time. And I have found that it absolutely can help me just zone out. Um, However, I've also found again that it totally can become like a I don't know what the word is, but it can suck you in and you just get sucked into like series and you're just like, oh, what's happening next? What's happening next? Even though it's like a stupid show. So be careful with TV and try to also implement other things to do than just watch television. And my final tip is if you catch yourself slipping up, if you catch yourself 
falling into that overwhelm and not doing your daily must-do tasks and not having your priorities set and just feeling that overwhelm in your whole body, take a step back and simplify. It's really the basics in life that are going to make the biggest difference. And there is honestly no problem that is not solvable. Yes, we are going to feel the emotions connected to that problem. Absolutely. Especially if it's an emotionally charged obstacle. But there is always a solution if you are willing to look for it. Life will not serve you any obstacles that you are not strong enough to overcome. So next time you start feeling yourself entering that state of overwhelm, remember that the only thing you can control is you. And sometimes taking that step back is necessary to propel yourself forward. So that is it. That is all. If you got value, please take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nyfina, and tell me what resonated the most with you from this episode. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Beyond the Body. If you're getting value from the podcast, please don't forget to follow, rate, and review. It really goes a long way. And if you're ready to take your mind and body to the next level and you want to work closely with me and my team, head over to my Instagram page at Nyfina and tap the link in my bio to fill in a coaching application to see if Cut and Conquer can help you transform your life. 